What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Looking for a fabulous fashion brand that celebrates you? Then look no further than Boston Proper, where styles are designed with you in mind. So you can look and feel amazing, no matter the day, season, or occasion. At bostonproper.com, you'll find fashion that knows you best. For over 30 years... Boston Proper has been the fashion destination for confident women who want to elevate their look with unique, sophisticated clothing at affordable prices. Visit bostonproper.com today. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else. All right, it's episode three of Love in Sight with Giannina Milady. Belly. You got it. I got it. Yes. You know what? We take some time off. I come back. I have to reset. Pretty soon I'm going to be able to say it quickly. Uh, but it's G. And we're here because this is the doing the Carlton ah. episode. We are uh, going to hear from Carlton mm-hmm. in, in a minute, G. But because you were there and because we only get to see, you know, however many minutes Netflix wants to provide us, why mm-hmm. don't you share with us kind of what you thought of, let's start in the pods. Mm-hmm. When you first met Carlton, when you first dated Carlton, <laughs> what you thought of him? Um, I didn't remember him so much. I, because I think we only had one date. Um, just the speed date. Just the speed date. I don't think we vibed with each other. So what we probably, number was he? I think he might have been like ten or below. Because um, we know John was fifteen. John was definitely fifteen. <laughs> you know, just keep need need to keep resetting keep, that. Keep putting that. You know, I don't really like to talk. I don't like to talk bad about people. I'm not talking bad about John. I'm You're just not. saying the truth about exactly. John. Truth hurts. Truth hurts. Facts are facts. Right. So Carlton was like 10. Carlton was like 10. He was very just like a little pompous for me. Um, You know, when someone kind of like talks himself up, I'm like, but why? Right. Um, So, but he was great. I mean, he had, he had like a, definitely a flair to him. I know a lot of the other girls were like, he's so funny. And I'm like, I didn't get that. But, um, you know, to each their own. (laughs) How many people in the, in the facility liked Carlton? Do you remember? Um, I think like a good like five girls out of the 15 were like, or actually more, more. Like around three of them were actually vibing with him and were like, oh, I kind of want to date him for real. And then uh, the other girls were like, he's a good time to talk to. Right. Um, but Clearly you had Diamond. He had Diamond. He had Brianna. Right. Um, he had Ali Costa. Um, and Brianna, we learned, is the... I don't like to hear people breathe, girl. I don't like to hear people breathe. That is, that is her Netflix moment. Yeah, and she There's loves like a, it, you know. Right? Hey, you got to go with what you, you look. I don't like hearing people breathe. Yeah. It's kind of weird because I have to. Um, but uh, We all breathe. Exactly. That's going to be a breathe. tough okay. one. So, Brianna, who else? I'm sorry. 
uh, Diamond and Ali Costa. Ali Costa. Yes. Share with us Ali Costa. So Ali is a, the nurse. Oh, Ali the nurse. Ali the nurse. Okay. 31-year-old Ali the nurse. Yes. Exactly. All uh, right. And so she's she's a big personality as well. Um, and I think her and Carlton were both high maintenance in the sense of like, oh, you like to be bougie? So do I. <laughs> um, and that's kind of, and they're just, they have that funny, like silly personality. And they like had like these little inside jokes on like date three. So it was cute. Did anybody make mention that maybe he sounded like he might be fluid or he might be bisexual? Did that come up at all from anybody? Um, from just the conversation? There was some speculation, um, but you know, you never know until you know. Right. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. It's weird because yeah. you're so revealing of your personality. Right. We already found out that he clearly didn't reveal it to anybody in the pods, Right. but you're revealing a lot of other things. So I'm just curious, was yeah. it, do you remember hearing that as a conversation in the, in the facility at all? Yeah. So really? yeah, like there was speculation and it's just like, well, he really likes fashion or he likes this. So, and you know, not to like stereotype. Right. Um, but I think besides the actual conversation, I think you can just pick up a vibe. Um, but I mean, some people have a really good radar for that. Some don't, some are just completely off. So it's all speculation until you actually know. In uh, episode four of Love is Blind, you all go to Mexico. And mm -hmm. at the end of that, or middle of that episode, it's the big reveal that you're all there. Mm -hmm. um, and what did you think when you first saw him? I didn't see Carlton at the reveal. You didn't? I didn't. I, the first time I saw Carlton was like three weeks ago. Oh, really? Yeah. When we saw the, fin the That's whole... That's right, because he and Diamond had already broken up. Yep. And they were not part of that. Yeah. Oh, so you guys never never saw Carlton. I so never when you guys flew to Mexico, you weren't on the same flights like you. Nope. I gotcha. Yeah. So we that's were... why you never saw him when you were down there. Mm -hmm. We were under the impression that oh, it's just gonna be a you know a vacation for right. me and Dame, and you know we kind of were thinking we're gonna see everyone else. Um, but that's about it. We were kept under. It was a surprise through and through. Right. Yeah. So you see him three weeks ago for the first time. Yep. You said you had the sixth sense. The, uh, <laughs> your third eye did a good job yeah. of, of. Well, obviously you saw him. Yes. On the uh, on the Netflix show when it right. came out. So what did you think when you saw him? Did he match what you envisioned? <laughs> no. Oh, really? I, yeah. No, no, no. I just didn't. Again, I didn't get anyone's physical appearance correct. But when I saw him, I was just like, he looks more like. He he spoke calmer than I thought he would speak, and um, he was just like very clean cut, which was really nice. But I didn't, I wasn't expecting the bald head and the big beard, right? Um, so that was fun. But yeah, I I could see like why him and Diamond could would definitely hit it off because they just have like that really like fun like eccentric air about them both. Did you talk to Diamond at all about him? I actually didn't. You didn't. No. Did you talk to Brianna at all about him? Um, Brianna just shared with the group that. You know, she was really like liking him, but there was also other girls that were vibing with him. So maybe I think she was one of the quieter ones. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's some other girls out there that have more insight. I think India was closer to Brianna. Maybe Diamond can tell you a little bit about her. Um, but I didn't hear too much about what was going on. Of all them the two. of all the relationships, was that the one you knew the least about? Like of all the people that got engaged? Yes. Yes. Like dramatically less? Yes. Really? I was just very... Well, I knew that he was in between Diamond and Brianna, and I had my money on Brianna. Um, and so it's interesting the way that that took that turn. But I, I didn't know that they were in Mexico. I didn't know that they ended up actually getting engaged. Um, yeah, that was a big right. surprise for me. When you were uh, in Mexico, did you hear about what happened with Carlton and Diamond? Did that, was, did that make the rounds? 
I don't think so. I really just learned about the fact that they were in Mexico a couple of weeks ago. Um, there wasn't any, I, it made sense that there were only five couples and not six. So I didn't really question, you know, that third or that sixth couple. Right. So it was just like, okay, it's all five of us. And no, we didn't, I didn't know. Maybe someone else knew. Did they tell you that five couples were going to Mexico? Nope. They did not. No, they didn't. They just told me and Damien, we are going to Mexico. Um, I gotcha. So you had no idea that couples, A, got left behind that were engaged or that Diamond and Carlton ended up having this big blowout and uh, and walked away from the show. And and you know what? This is probably a good time for you to weigh in because we've heard post-show some couples, Jessica and Mark and Kenny and Kelly, saying that they weren't allowed to leave, but clearly Diamond and and Carlton left. Right. Did you ever hear anything about not being able to leave if you made the trip to Mexico? Um, the word allowed is like a very like harsh word, I think. We were definitely encouraged to keep going and finish out the, the experience. If someone was saying, I don't want to be here, I can't be here, it, it's more of like a, okay, well, why? Like, are you going through something that you just like, right. you know, that maybe you can work through or like, you know, like, are you sick? Like, can you physically not be here? So, you know, a lot of times I wanted to run away before I ran away, right? And um, that's just where it's like, okay, but why Why don't I want to be here? Like, what's making me want to flee this? Because it, it's really hard, like emotionally, you know, a wedding is a really big, you know, moment in my life. Is, it, is this the way that I want to do it? Maybe not. But at the end of the day, with Carlton and Diamond leaving, you know, I, I guess you could have left yeah. <laughs> if you don't want to be with each other. All right. So that's kind of the uh, the setup. When we return, we are going to hear from Carlton himself as he will help us kind of get an idea of how and why all of what happened on the Love is Blind series happened. Next. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Looking for a fabulous fashion brand that celebrates you? Then look no further than Boston Proper, where styles are designed with you in mind. So you can look and feel amazing, no matter the day, season, or occasion. At bostonproper.com, you'll find fashion that knows you best. For over 30 years, Boston Proper has been the fashion destination for confident women who want to elevate their look with unique, sophisticated clothing at affordable prices. Visit bostonproper.com today. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. (sighs) Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. 
don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Welcome back to Love Insight. Love Insight uh, with G, Matt Money Smith here. And we are about to talk to, as a matter of fact, we're not about to, we're talking to Carlton. He is uh, joining us now on the pod. Carlton Morton, what's happening, Carlton? What's up? What's up, Money? What's up, G? Hey, baby. So what is Carlton doing today? Uh, like, what? what is your life like now post-global phenomenon, love is blind versus, because obviously you shared some scene, some things, you shared some things, uh, and we, we saw you kind of reconcile that on the reunion show, but kind of what's life been like for you these last couple months? Um, it's been crazy. Uh, leading up to the show, you know, I was super excited about everything and just like every other cast member waiting for that moment to see our love stories um, unfold. Lately, it's been like opposite. It's almost like, oh, my God, do I even go outside today? Like <laughs> a lot of I've, like really stayed in bed a lot um, this past week because it was a really tough week for me. Um, a lot of backlash from the show. Um, people apparently think that I'm like a horrible person who hates women. And that's just not the case. So I've just been trying to do everything that I can to protect my mental health at this point. So what, um, I guess the, the, the obvious question is, is if you could do something different, um, would you have? I think that I would have not reacted. Um, there was definitely, I'm not sure if you guys seen the Entertainment Tonight interview, but um, there was definitely an omission of certain slurs and different things that were thrown at me in that moment. Um, I would have reacted different to those things um those triggers i would not have shut down so easily and to be honest i probably would have gone with my other choice for a proposal person who was your other choice brianna who, okay share with us who that is so brianna is the person that uh you probably see on the series saying that she hates 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 hearing people breathe yes there we go we go back to in episode one that was one of my questions who is the breathe 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 okay so that was your other girl do you think you and Bri yes. would have actually made it um you know what in hindsight um looking back i feel like it it was equal with both of them. And I kind of was like up until the last moment indecisive right before um, engagement day, knowing her now, I do, I would say that we really do have um, a really good chemistry and energy as it relates to um, just having a good time, just having just no types of like titles or anything. So I think maybe who knows? Did you, did you share with her? Uh, your sexuality i did not but that was because i wanted to share it with the one person that i fell in love with um in the pods had that been a conversation on the first day 
things would have gotten back to the girl's side. And let's be real, um, with the current climate of the way people look at people in the LGBT community, no one would have given me a chance. Um, or seemingly, that was the thought process at that time. I can't speak for them because you just never know. But that's just the way I felt. I felt like if I tell it to someone else, they're going to tell my story. It was very important for me to tell my story to the person that I fell in love with. And I did just that. So did you assume that because that's happened to you in the past or because you were, you know, surrounded by cameras? I mean, I think we were all pretty open. With yeah, one another. I assume that. But but also at the same time, it just it just goes back to me assuming that like you can't trust no one. You're thrown into a house with what is 30 total. So 29 other strangers. And you don't know these people's character traits to even know if you can trust them with your story. I don't think anyone should tell your story. Just like I didn't go and tell anyone else's story about their sexual history, which everyone keeps saying, um, which isn't about sex. Because as, as many people know, I'm very celibate outside of a relationship. So, um, yeah. I guess it's the one thing that's interesting to me, Carlton, is that you chose to tell the camera. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't know. Did you did you maybe not know that it was going to become this popular, or did you feel vulnerable when the cameras were on? It's just interesting that that's the choice you made as opposed to in a in a private conversation. You know what I mean? Well, the cameras is different. You have to understand the way production works and the way a reality show is formatted. I had no choice but to tell the cameras if I was opening up in confessionals that day about in, um, interviews specifically about my life. Then that's something I had to tell the story. I think it's very important for people to research the way reality TV shows are formatted so that they can better understand me. Because right now it's easy to it's so easy to point the finger. Well, I, no, I'm not, I'm not pointing the finger. I guess what I'm asking is. No, no, not you necessarily. You know, I know what you mean, but I'm just saying like I, you, you felt like you had to tell them that about your past like that it was mandatory because it just seemed like there was a moment and, and, and obviously it's all in the editing um, but it seemed like you kind of came to this this like hey you know what i'm comfortable doing this i'm going to share this right now yeah i i felt like it, it was definitely not something that was um producer pitched as a lot of people say like oh did the producers ask you no the producers were actually very amazing kinetic content did an amazing job at facilitating how my story rolled out as it related to me being comfortable enough to even roll it out myself um i was reassured several times that even if i didn't want to say anything i don't have to no one i don't feel like anyone else was forced and i definitely didn't feel forced or you know like the need to just i don't know shout it to the type of, top of the mountain i'm getting so many fans from like the uk which is interesting that are like totally rallying and they're like we don't even you didn't even have to share that information unfortunately i mean and i, I guess it's not unfortunate but i just feel like it's something that you definitely have to share but you have to share something like that on your timing with the world right and i i think we felt like it was that for you but do you feel yeah, like it wasn't yeah. Do I feel like it wasn't the right time? Right. Um, I feel like it was the right time when I seen her face to face because I feel like it's a face to face conversation. Um, I just I don't necessarily regret the timing because I, I, I think I will st I will stand on the fact that it just like you can't tell a person when they feel when they should feel comfortable with something. So I've allowed myself to just feel and not beat myself up behind it. However, Re after receiving the backlash, I'm like, well, 
maybe I should have just said it just to, but then I, every time I go to that theory, I feel like I'm people pleasing and I'm some robot that's doing what they want me to do when they want me to do it. But I would assume, I mean, Carlton, you know, and, and look, everybody that, that has some level of celebrity knows that social media, it's just a horrible, awful place. I mean, there is very little positivity. It's, it's 90% negative to 10% positive. Um, yeah. I would assume you know that. What, what about out? Let's just take social media, media out of it. Like, how do you feel it was received? And how do you feel about your, you being supported or, or people, you know, kind of coming after you? Um, I still don't feel like people got the message. I feel like the message was overshadowed by an argument. Um, and I, I just don't, I don't think it's fair, but you know, such is life. So it's, it's disappointing. It's like, it is, it's something that I'm actively working through with my therapist because when you're on a cast with like 29 other people, you can feel some type of way. You may feel like you even need support. Like, I feel like I should at least have 29 people on my team or, you know, and like, I've just felt super alone with the exception of, you know, a few people in my circle and a few castmates. Um, it's so it's just something that I'm still getting accustomed to because my side of things is not so much a fairy tale as it may be for others. <laughs> well, it wasn't a fairy tale for me either. I just, I don't know. I feel like, I mean, I I applaud you for being open and that is not the easiest thing to do, especially with so many eyes and the eyes of that person that, you know, you want to spend the rest of your life with. Um, yeah. It's just, I don't know, maybe, maybe you're feeling that way because we all were really open and vulnerable and shared really hard things. I know Amber talked about something that she went through that was very personal with her and I opened up about you know, fears and flaws that I thought were, you know, make it or break it situation as well. So I think that's kind of where we're like, well, we all put ourselves through the same situation. Yeah, but I must say that I, I feel like it's a bit different for a black man and also an LGBT black man. Um, it's something that you wouldn't be able to understand, which, you know, that's understandable. But um, I, I, not to take away from anyone else's struggles, I definitely feel like I've had it the worst and the hardest. And I feel like people just still don't grasp hold of that. Like they don't, they don't really understand it, but it's cool. Like they just won't at this point. <laughs> Carlton. So like, take me through your, your decision to do the show, um, and kind of what you were, were dealing with and, and kind of trying to figure out as to whether or not you wanted to do this and maybe why you decided to do it. I decided to do this show because I felt like it was such a cool concept of finding true love. Like in the past, I've probably dated for the wrong reasons, like love at first sight <laughs> type situation. And it's like sometimes it's not all about like what a person looks like. It's about how they make you feel and how they are at the core. And this show just seemed like the perfect format for so did, that's why I decided to do it. Did you go in like with the idea of I'm I'm going to meet? you know, someone of the opposite sex and we're going to get engaged and we're going to get married. Like, was that kind of your ultimate, and not that you can win or lose love is yes. blind, but was that kind of what you thought was, was kind of maybe the end game here? Yes. I like really felt in my gut, like, Oh my God, there's something telling me like, you're going to meet like your wife on this show. So just do it. Like, stop trying to fight it. It's time that people like, you know, really see what true love is and acceptance. So do it. And I did it. <laughs> and then like what percentage, because I would assume, and, and I asked G this in, in the first episode, like what percentage of 
the the decision was celebrity, you know, uh, a public, you know, persona that you might be able to to have coming out of this, and you see what happens in so many of these shows and how popular these people become, and what part of it was seeking love. So I'll ask you in terms of the pie, what percentage of it was maybe I shouldn't do this because of my situ, my, you know, my my sexual situation. Did that ever come into your mind? Um, what that I shouldn't do it. Yeah, that maybe that that, or, yeah, or that you weren't I, ready to do initially it. for casting. I felt like it was very important for me to tell casting up front that I didn't feel like I was a good fit for it. Um, just because I felt like the world is like ignorant people in the world, social media trolls are going to immediately say like oh he's gay and he just wants to be on tv because that is like the perception in the community that i'm a part of the black community the perception is that once you have loved a man that you're just gay like and the perception is also that if you love a man then you like male genitalia like it's it's kind of like it's it's kind of weird and it's kind of like sad but that was like my main fear because like my community again as a black man if your own community is like going against you and then also outsiders of other races don't really just automatically see it for you or give you the same privilege or attention then like you have a double strike so i knew that i was taking a chance and i'm beginning to think that like my chance like my assumption was correct well, I will say that, you know, no one should make you feel stupid for feeling your own feelings. Um, yeah. We all, they're all valid. Um, I do think that there, there is a group that is proud of you and that does support you. And it's so hard. And I know that it is because for a, a big portion of my life, I felt like everyone was against me. But I'm just kind of lending out a helping hand where it's like just focus on what you do have rather than what you don't and what you do have just like duplicate that and feel that love because there are a lot of people that do love you and that think that you're a really brave person for what you did. Right. I appreciate that. Carlton, uh, because I'm just a, a lunk-headed sports guy, I've, I've got to, you know, I always boil these things down to kind of, you know, win or, or loss. Um, as far as your experience, was it was it a win or was it was it a loss? Like, would you want to do it again? Um, I feel like I would definitely do it again because I want to find love and I love the way that Kinetic has, like, protected me in that quest to find love because... You know, ultimately, the production company and the network cannot, like, control what trolls are saying online, you know? So that's, like, the only thing that would make me be like, mm, do I need to do it again? And, like, suppose someone goes crazy on me and, or whatever, like, things spiral out of control. And, like, what am I supposed to do? So, like, right now, that question has come up a lot. And I would love to find love. Um, again, I would do it again. Um, I would also like to see it a situation where uh, both genders get to like you know date me and we figure things out i think that you know the world needs the only way that we can grow in the right direction is through representation and i think that that would be great representation did you did you happen to notice because you know we're we're 
you know, sort of doing this chronologically, So, but at the same time, I'm kind of jumping all over the place. So I'm going to go all the way to the reunion episode, um, where I thought you came off very well. Um, and, and, and you know, you were very honest, like you were through the whole show, but specifically in that one. Did you feel like things got better? And I know it's just been, you know, timeline-wise that, that it just happened, and it was just kind of published, but do you feel like things were better following that? Following the reunion? Yeah. Uh, no, actually they got worse. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I read that one wrong. Yeah, we went from like five death threats a day to maybe 17. But it was mainly just because people felt like she shouldn't have apologized to me. Um, and she knows why she apologized, you know. Um, Can you I, share with us why they, she apologized? Um, I just think she felt bad about some things that she said. And, you know, that was up until the show actually was about to come out i remember like two hour long conversations you know that were very emotional for her and i reassured her listen this is the position i'm in this is the position you're in people are going to take your side because of this this and this and like it's it's the truth and then like once that happened like i feel like the fans ended up like getting i don't know they just got involved in the comments and it made things very difficult between us um, just in terms of, of Diamond, um, do, do you like, in, you know, because like you said, some of the things she said, do you think she was coming from a place of, uh, you know, she was coming at you because of your sexuality or because you didn't share with her and you put her in this position? Like, is, is that stuff that, that you've hashed out and you've been able to reconcile and try to figure out why she reacted the way she reacted? Um, I think it was a mixture of the two, but I think it's also playing off like public perception. And so when the show comes out, it's easier to go in the direction of what ignorant trolls think or what's stereotypical in the black community. Um, which is why in that scene, you kept hearing me say, you know, please don't be stereotypical right now because of the types of things that were being hurled, you know? And it's just like, from her. It's, it's, it's sad because we... Like, we all, like, got came on this journey for, like, one goal. And we all should be able to relate to each other enough to understand the process that even if things don't work out between us, let's at least respect each other, you know. And I think that when online trolls get involved, it just can be crazy for two people who are new to this type of situation. But I think that when you shared you know, your, your life with her the first time, she was trying to understand where you were coming from. Yeah, um, but I think that the first question that we, which a lot of uh, big uh, LGBT organizations and activists have been reaching out about, um, which I really didn't pay attention to until I, everybody kept saying it and I went back and watched the scene was like the moment that I felt, you know, safe enough to release that information with her. The first question was, how do you know you don't want to be with a man or something to that effect? Well, that's the whole point of being bisexual. I didn't come out as gay, you know? So I think we have to be very careful about the things that we hear from people that we want, that we so-called want to accept and the way that we respond to them because acceptance begins with respect. And whether we may not realize it or not, some of the things that we say in that moment can cause a person to go back right into the place that they were before. I just maybe feel like she just wasn't the person, you know, like she's, she's just not someone who would be able to understand it, honestly. And I'm not the only person who has like felt that way. What about the, um, the guys? Did you share it with any of them? I did. You know, Cameron was the only person who knew 
um, during filming because uh, he was like just a friend and he noticed my um, persona. Like, you know, one day when we like got back um, after filming, he was like, man, is everything okay? And I was like, no, like everything is not okay. And, you know, I'm really worried. I'm about to make this decision between two ladies. And I also have to like share information with the person that I'm selecting it. You know, it kind of like made him wonder like, well, what, what is it like, you, you know, if you need somebody to talk to type situation. And I just told him and it never got back to anyone. It, it never like leaked. He was very supportive. He didn't, you know, he wasn't strange or anything like that, but he definitely was somebody who, uh, like the only person that I told. Do you still have a relationship with him? Yeah, I reach out. You know, Cameron's like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio right now. <laughs> <Yeah>, right. <laughs> Somebody, like, he's booked and busy, okay? So, like, right. when I can reach him, you know, right. we talk. I'm so proud of, like, you know, all of my castmates. Uh, Damien has reached out, like, repeatedly. Um, he, you know, every time, like, he f senses that something or, you know, sees some press or something, he will reach out and be like, brother, you know, I'm here if you need to talk. Um, Barnett also, Barnett is somebody who reached out was like, man, if you need me, I'm here, like, call me, you know, whatever. Um, so people have really been, um, great where they you know where they should be like and and it's the people that you like would never like it's so unassuming that like you know because everybody like looks at somebody like barnett who's always joking and stuff like can he be serious can he have a sentimental moment where he reaches out and says something but those are really stand-up guys has it affected your work life at all absolutely yeah there's probably like five thousand emails work emails waiting for me that i haven't even been able to just say greetings, you know, <laughs> too. Um, so. I guess all all I would add is, uh, is I wrap, G, you got anything else? Because I'll just wrap up by saying, man, you got to get out of your mentions. Like, as someone who has dealt with yeah. horrible mentions throughout, you know, the, the years that I have been doing this, uh, that is just a bad way to be living, man. It, it does not, yeah. um, it just, it sounds like you're way too deep in them. And it's just, man, that'll tear you apart. Yeah, because you know who you are. Yeah. And yeah. at the end of the day, like, trust yourself, love yourself, and it doesn't matter if 100,000 people are saying you're great. If you still don't trust yourself and love yourself, that one person that says you're not, you will feed into that. So you really need to just, you know, focus on what you do have and, and just at the end of the day, know yourself, trust yourself, you know who you are, and that's all that matters in this world. Right, Absolutely. All right, Carlton. We're gonna end this with a little bit. Uh, we're gonna lighten it up. We're gonna get it get it light here. We we play a game with everybody that comes on, and uh, hopefully you will participate here. It is love is blind or hard pass. So what I do is I read uh, like six things. You only get one pass. So uh, this is you meet the person. You know you've fallen in love with them in the pods. You now go face to face, and uh, you learn one of these things about them. And uh, either you're good and you're gonna roll with it, or you're like, nope, deal breaker. All right. Okay. Full-on metal adult braces. Oh, oh um, love is blind. Okay. Aww. How about been in jail? Love is blind. Okay. Nice. How about uh, doesn't want kids? Um, hard pass. Hard pass. Okay. Yeah. So there we go. All right. So here are the ones that uh, we did not get to. Long distance. Who doesn't kids. want, right? Let's Do be does clear. not want, want kids. Yeah. You, okay. If you don't kids. want them, they then do that's not, a pass. That's a pass. All right. Produce them, then it's love is blind. Okay. Aww. Oh, there you go. So uh, the ones you skipped are long distance relationship. Would you do that? 
Oh, Love is Blind. Okay, how about Bad Manners? Uh, pass. Oh, really? Easy pass. Easy pass. <laughs> okay. All right, and, and finally, uh, Dirty Fingernails. Oh, God. Like perennially, oh. they never get clean no matter how hard they try. They are just greased up. Well, like, and they got food in them. <laughs> here's the thing. It's like, it's, it's, in Creole culture, we say, come see, come saw. Like, so, yeah, so, so. so. Um, it's, it's basically, um, I don't know, because like, if I like you enough, I'll soak you in, in the tub for long enough. <laughs> <laughs> you give her a mani. <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah, so it's in between. Sorry. There we go. Come see, come uh, Carlton, we appreciate it. And again, man. Love is partially blind. Let me say that. There you go. Exactly. One eye open. Exactly. Uh, thanks for coming on. Thank y'all so much. All right. Good luck with everything moving forward. Thanks, Carlton. All right. I appreciate it. Bye, G. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Do you love fashion? Do you love getting compliments on how well you're dressed? Are you always seeking the latest trends? Then we're talking to you. BostonProper.com is your fashion destination and the only place to go for all those nods, head turns, and new styles. No matter the day, season, or occasion, Boston Proper has what you're looking for. Sophisticated, confident clothing designed to flatter and get noticed. So visit bostonproper.com now and start creating your perfect wardrobe. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. So, Gia, look, I'm, obviously that's pretty intense. Uh, death threats, uh, the amount of negativity that mm-hmm. Carlton just kind of shared with us. Um, what's it been like for you? Like, what, what is your, mm-hmm. do you go on Twitter? Do you stay away? I try to stay away from Twitter, but I also face it because I'm I'm building this, this wall of, like, it doesn't hurt me. Um, in the beginning, I couldn't. I was just like, oh, like, why is this happening to me? Like, people don't get it. Um, and I still get, you know, I still get, I get you're toxic, you're a child, you're immature, uh, you're bipolar, you know, like you don't deserve him. And it's just like, I understand why you would say that because everything that's shown will pretty much, I guess in whatever eye you look at it, confirm that. But you don't know me. You don't know who I am. You don't, you weren't 
in my position. You weren't in any of our shoes. I get it. You saw what we went through, sort of, beginning through end. But I don't know how many times, you know, I'm going to say it, but no one will understand how it how it was. And even Chris will say, you know, um, we no matter how many hours we show, we can't transcend the physical, like, emotional things that these people went through. So... And, and by plus, Chris, you mean Chris Cole and the Chris producer. Cohen. He's going to join us in another episode. Maybe the next one, in the next couple episodes, next you'll hear from the producer episode. about how the idea came up and, and a little bit more of the details, a little bit more how the sausage was made. Yeah, how we uh, created all of us yes. pretty much. Um, and and so it's just like that was also a year and a half ago. So through that experience, I was able to grow and learn. And once I saw it on screen, I was just like, okay, Damien, maybe you were right about the way that I yell. And I thought that that was something normal that I right. – you know, did, but that's just how I grew up. But it's, it's, it was a really big learning experience for me. And when people say, oh, like, you know, like you suck or you're toxic, it's like, well, I can be, you know, obviously you can see that. I think we all can be if we're put in random, you know, extreme situations. But I also did a lot of, you know, introspective, like, work within myself during that whole experience. So I get more positive than negative. People are just, astounded at the fact that I was able to kind of communicate with Damien in, in a more mature way once I calmed down or I was able to um, confess about things that people struggle to this day about even realizing that they have within themselves so I do get more positive than negative but what I'm you know what I was telling Carlton is it's I've found myself focusing on just that 10% negative comments and I can see how easily it can just eat you up and, you know, you can start doubting yourself and like ruin all of that year and a half's worth of work that you did since you got off the show and maybe realize some things. And so what I was trying to tell him is like, I get it, like we all have our own different paths, but it's all up to you about how you handle what's been given to you. I could easily, you know, stew over the 10% of negative comments and completely ignore how, how everyone else has, you know, been so supportive and you know, loving. And, um, I really wanted to just point that out to him because it really is what you make of it. Did you, uh, did you hold anything back from Damien that you later told him, you know, much obviously Mm -hmm. telling someone that, you know, you've had a relationship with the same sex in the past is one thing, but was there anything that you were like, man, I wish I would have told him this. And and you waited till you guys met face to face to share with him. Mm, I don't, think that there's anything that I was like oh I should have told them I honestly I is there anything you shared that you were surprised that you shared yes um so just the fact that you know how my parents divorce like really messed me up and how like unstable I can be and you know that I could be you know this really harsh person even though he was only seeing these really nice sweet sides of me I wanted to make sure that he knew who he was going to propose to and that's why I proposed to him back because I was like I've given you everything and, you know, I want you to, to pick it up. And if you can, then cool, we're in this. Um, but after the engagement and when I saw him in person, the the things that I warned him about, he started to see. So that's why you hear me say, well, you knew what you're getting yourself into, you know, um, but even though he didn't like physically see it or experience it. I knew at some point it was going to come out because that's just me. I know myself. What do you think about him not telling Diamond, you know, that? Yeah. That he had been in that, that he had been in a relationship with a man before, before I mean, they got out of the pots. I can see both sides of it. That's just who I am. Um, I can see why he was afraid to tell her through a wall. 
But at the end of the day, we all said things that we were afraid to say through a wall. And if you are going to get engaged or marry this person, like you typically tell them everything before you do that, no matter how the assumptions that you make. And I think he really just assumed the worst. And maybe in another, you know, life, she would have been more accepting of it without seeing his reaction, you know, without having him like freak out and huff and puff. Maybe she could have taken that in a little bit, you know, easier. And that would have been the the conversation, you know, a, a little bit more constructive. But I think that because it was in person and because he assumed the worst and because he, you know, was saying, you don't get it, you don't understand. He, she didn't, he didn't know how she was going to react. He was just kind of throwing that energy out there. So for me, it's like, you definitely tell them before you get engaged, because that's, that's who you're telling this person like hey this is me i've told you everything what happens if you're married five years later and then you she finds out and it's just like well what's the foundation of our marriage like why who are you really is there anything else you haven't told me so it's just a really big trust thing obviously that i think the better the, the the sooner that you tell someone hey this is me once you're in that safe space right once you realize hey i'm gonna marry you then you tell them because then it's up to them and you don't want to put them in that position where it's like, well, I'm engaged to you. I told my family, you know, I'm super excited about my wedding. But like maybe this is something that I can't deal with and you don't want to ever put anyone in that position. I guess, you know, from from kind of getting an idea of what happens, you're in the pod, right? You have these emotional moments and then you leave the pod and you kind of go back to a facility with a bunch of other individuals that are going through very similar things you are. They're right. trying to kind of reconcile everything that they've just heard or they've just said. So from that aspect, I get it. Like, mm-hmm. I, you didn't get married yet. You got engaged, mm-hmm. you know. So now you know that this is the person you're interested in, and it's just an engagement. There's mm-hmm. no legal binding document. Your families haven't come or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I understand. I I want to be with this person mm-hmm. when I share this so I can look them in the eye, I can hold their hand, and when we've said it and I've put it out there, I can take them back with me they're not going back into a facility with 14 other women and right. not with me right. where we can maybe. So I, I guess because he's taken a ton of incoming for this. Mm-hmm. He said Damien talked, you know, that, that has been really good and has reached yeah. out to him and supported him. Have you and Damien talked about this at all? Or what has he told you kind of about Carlton and his relationship with him? Yeah. So when you when Damien and I speak about like the girls or the guys, I have my girls back and he has his guys right. back. So, you know, we definitely have like opposing views on that. Um, He's I'm not saying that I don't agree with Carlton or anything, but he's definitely just been like really there for him and and telling him, hey, everything's going to be okay. Like, how are you today? Like, you haven't been on social media in the past two weeks. Like, do you need someone to talk to? And that's just Damien. That's why I love him. Um, And I'm happy to talk to Carlton, too. I just definitely. Is it more he's team Carlton, your team Diamond? I'm not really team either. I'm just, I'm just team, you know, let's, I think they're both wrong and I think they're both right. I can just see both sides of it. Anything, uh, Damien shared with you after the engagement that you were like, dude, it would have been great to know that. Um, no, I pretty much knew everything. Right. Yeah. We both like lived with. We both lived in our, so I lived in my friend's basement at the time. He lived in his parents' basement at the time. Really? Yeah. What? <laughs> so he was living in his parents' basement, and I was living in my friend's basement. That the your business partner? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're, he lived with his parents still. 
Yeah. Did he tell you that when you guys yeah. were in the pods? Mm-hmm. He told me that. And I was just like, well, I can't judge you. I'm living with my friend's parents. Right. And it's just because... Did you guys decide which basement you were going to move into after you got married? <laughs> so I had uh, my apartment lined up. You a did? couple, Yeah. Okay. Right after... Well, during the, the show, I was just like, yeah, I'm going to move out soon. You can live with me. Um, but I, I knew why I was in my friend's basement. I was like, I'm saving money. I'm sure. trying to build my own company. Like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm trying to do the same thing. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm not here to judge anyone because I'm literally in the same position as you are. Right. So, you know. See, I'm judging both of you. Yeah. Because I've got a daughter in college and she is not moving back into the basement. No. <laughs> well, that's what I that's what my takeaway from this is. Yeah. How old is Damien? Uh, Damien's now 28. 28. Yeah, yeah. my 26 year old is not living in my basement. Yeah. Sorry. Well, I moved out. I've of... just seen into the future and I don't like what I see. Really? <laughs> well, I moved out of my parents' house when I was 18 and I was, you know, all by myself in Atlanta up until I was, you know, still. And um, I, it wasn't, for me, it wasn't planned. I was going to live in my friend's basement for like two months until we found a place together. And it ended up just like working out. I was sure. finally like found a family that would, I didn't feel so alone. Um, and in that sense, I was just really grateful for it. And I ended up saving a good bet <laughs> for Nothing a good year. That. All right, fine. You've turned me around just like that. Yeah. That she can live with me so she can afford a house. Never <laughs> rely on some dude provided for. Yeah. All right. So that is our, uh, our Carlton episode. We'll get to Diamond a little bit later. Still to come. We're going to sit down with Damien. Still to come. Chris Colin, we mentioned. So be sure to subscribe because uh, as the series continues, you're going to get a whole lot more insight on Love Insight as we cover everything Love is Blind. Subscribe to Love Insight on iHeartRadio or however you get your podcasts. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Do you love fashion? Do you love getting compliments on how well you're dressed? Are you always seeking the latest trends? Then we're talking to you. BostonProper.com is your fashion destination and the only place to go for all those nods, head turns, and new styles. No matter the day, season, or occasion, Boston Proper has what you're looking for. Sophisticated, confident clothing designed to flatter and get noticed. So visit BostonProper.com now and start creating your perfect wardrobe. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else.